0: Welcome to Modern Anava. My name is Kev. If this is your first time being here, thank you for being here, and I hope you enjoy and learn something. Um, On this episode, we're going to be talking about parables, specifically the weed among the wheat. Um, This will become a series where we'll cover a parable each episode. So I hope you enjoy, and let's get to the episode. God bless. and you brought two with you, right? I sure did. All right. Um, Did you have one that you wanted to start with?
1: Well, uh, sure. Um, I figure we can go to uh, Matthew chapter 13. Look at a parable of the weeds among the wheat. Quote, unquote. Okay. Uh yeah, I mean so first of all, Christ parables are like amazing. I mean, I, I don't know how many teachers you had in uh in high school or college or what or elementary school or anything that that ever taught you using parables. <laughs> they either read it out the book or they right. or they tell you a life story about themselves. Uh I don't know how you would One time in math class, I added 2 plus 2 and got 5. How quirky. Uh but that's not a parable. Right. <laughs> but Christ taught in parables and he had tons of them. Uh like we're sure way way more than you know the Bible gives us. Um But that's cool that like he was always teaching in parables. Like to the point where the Bible even comments about the fact that uh he he taught everything in parables to the point where most of his disciples were confused. They're like I don't really know what he's talking about, but it sounds good. I kind of get it, but I don't really know why.
0: (laughs) Uh, Right. He had 39, right? 39 recorded? Recorded? Sure. I didn't count
1: them before I came here, but I'm sure that's a Google number. I
0: I think it's 39. And um, yeah, at at the end of some of them, he would ask his disciples. Literally, he would say, why are you so dull? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of funny.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, Christ's life was the fulfillment of like hundreds of prophecies about him. Um, And so he was constantly referring to the prophecies about how the Israelites were, you know, seeing, but they were blind and hearing, but they were deaf. Um, So he was always kind of telling them, Hey, like you guys are listening to me, but. You aren't not understanding a single thing I'm saying, and that's uh,
0: which part is still of the a problem we have today.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. problem of people hardening their hearts, or just kind of being ignorant, or thinking that they know what you're talking about, but they don't. Which is pride. Yeah.
0: Right. That uh, that kind of goes back in, into integrity, which is the first episode about how. Um, I don't know if we touched on it or not, I forget, but, you know, if someone asks you if you know something and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, and, and, and you don't know it, um, that that's called lying. Like you're lying, <laughs> like you can shape it however you want, but you're lying, you know?
1: Yeah, you're either lying um, out of wanting to seem smart or you're lying because you just don't want to talk to that person and want to move on with your life.
0: <laughs> right. So right here it says, see, I don't know. It says some count about a hundred parables in the Bible, others see over two hundred fifty um the first the very first thing that pops up is uh there are thirty or so in canonical Gospels and then um it says there's thirty nine in the books of Matthew Mark Luke and John
1: yeah cool good good to know I wonder if that number like means anything a lot of the numbers in the Bible have like like meaning to them so thirty nine that sounds like It might have meaning. But that's not what this podcast is about, (laughs) this episode, anyway. Right, right. That sounds like it
0: could be a little (laughs) bit of a rabbit hole, you know?
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. But, anywho, so, uh, the parable of the weeds and the wheat. Okay, so, context. Okay, so this is in Matthew. The one we're going to read is in Matthew chapter 13. Um, A lot of the parables in Matthew and Mark and Luke are, like, similar. Um, And because of that, you can actually, like, place when and where Christ is uh, talking about them. Um, so this parable is given in between a, a bunch of other parables about um, the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Um, and I mean, I would say that specifically in this case, the kingdom of heaven would is actually the church. Um, and so, uh, right there's a bunch of parables about it. the parable of the mustard seed, uh, the pearl of great price. Um, and and so he, Christ is in a boat in the, in the sea right now, giving all these parables. And this is right before he, uh, you know, the story about he he's falling asleep in the boat and the disciples are like, Oh master, what are you doing? Falling asleep. We're about to die in this storm. And then he wakes up and he's like, you have little faith. And he, Calms the winds and the waves, and they're like, "Whoa, like, who is this guy? So powerful!" They're yeah. all impressed, and then they land on the other side, and that's uh, the story of uh, Legion, the guy with, uh, you know, hundreds of demons inside of him, spirits inside of him. Yeah, um, yep. So that's where this uh, the this story is taking place. So, so with all that said, context, uh, Matthew chapter thirteen starting verse uh, 24. He put another parable before them. Oh, this is out of the ESV, by the way. Saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, an enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, no, lest in gathering the weeds, you root up the weed along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the weed into my barn. What do you think? What's your thoughts?
0: Um, See, i I haven't read through the the whole Bible yet, like front to back. Um is this what they were referring to when they were saying like shred the wheat from the tares? Oh yeah, the the wheat right.
1: and the tares, yeah.
0: Okay. So um I mean, first first thought that comes to mind is 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 like basically this is saying that um like we're all here together and it's just a a prophecy that in the end times like we're all going to be there together at the end and that um, when we face judgment, that's when we'll be separated. Um, The good will be brought to the kingdom and the bad will go wherever God wills them to go.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think, you know, whenever you read a parable, um, just like Christ asked of his disciples, you know, we, and since we claim to be disciples, if we're, we claim the name Christians, Christians, you know, disciples of Christ, Christ followers, we should uh, we should look at what Christ says and like try to try to figure it out. What does this mean? What does this mean for me right now? Um, so not only in the harvest, but even while we're growing, you know, we're we're growing up right next to other wheat and and weeds, and I think it's important that uh, none of the weeds in this, uh, none of the wheat in the story. Is like trying to make excuses like, oh man, I had this, this weed grown next to me. And so, you know, that just made it really hard. Um, you know, you're still wheat. Like you're still a good crop. Um, right. And so, uh, you know, I think that's encouraging when, uh, when we know that even, even though it's hard, if we're doing our best and we're growing one way or the other uh if we're growing into something that god wants to to put into his barn like what what he said in the the parable you know we'll we'll be in the right place like we're going the right direction like it doesn't matter if we're the tallest head of wheat in the field right um you know we may have been surrounded by by mostly weeds um but we know that in the end we will be identified the right way if if we're truly growing in the in the right direction i think that's encouraging
0: yeah for sure um as i'm reading over it again to something else that i noticed and this is my interpretation purely right is that the uh, the servants ask him do you want us to go pull them up um to me that that could be symbolism for for, uh, humans need to, to judge and, and righteously prosecute others. Um, when it's not our, you know, biblically, if you're spiritual, if you're strong in your faith, you know that it's not your job. Um, so he answered by no. And he, he said, you know, I'll be the one, the Reapers, me will, will be the one to, to decide, you know, where things go and stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, you couldn't be more right. Like humans are so impatient. <laughs> you know, we see we see one guy make one bad choice and we want to we want to just end it for him. It's like, nope, that was it. No more chances for you. You're done. Uh, you know, and that can apply to anything. That can apply to you know, bad crimes, it can apply to <laughs> like relationships, you know, you, you may have had a bad experience in your life and you know, if your significant other lies to you once, that's it. You know, like I can't deal with you anymore. Like that's, that's where I draw the line. You lied to me. I can never trust you again. And that's sad. And I mean, um, that's kind of the baggage that some people carry. And I think we should fight against that. You know, I don't think that's something um, we should <laughs> brag about having, <laughs> Uh, baggage is not something any of us ever want to be carrying. Um, but yeah, we're so quick to judge people and we're so quick to, to desire, um, you know, punishment, fix it right now, but God's timescale is so different. I mean, he, he knows what's coming. He knows what's been, he knows your heart. So he knows like what you're going through in this very moment. And, uh, and he's like, let it grow.
0: Right, we'll see. You know, it, and it's interesting too. Going more into that is like, so humans in this parable are being related to plants. Um, wheat has no say whether weeds grow next to it mm-hmm. or not. It can't separate itself from the weeds. You know, it, the wheat is going to grow where you put it, and the weeds are going to grow where the enemy put it. Um, and the, the man of the field, he he said to let them grow together. So, you know, as, as much as it is uncomfortable, it might be one of those uncomfortable truths. Um, we really don't have a say. Um, so, complaining doesn't do any good. Uh, it's like you were saying, it's inevitable that the the weeds are going to grow up around us. Um, and there's a lot of self righteous people that think themselves to be wheat but might be weeds themselves so or um, have the have weeds been are inevitable. Whole time sorry go ahead yeah i was just saying that it's it's inevitable um the wheat can't do anything about the weeds and the weeds uh can kill the wheat but i don't think the owner of the field is going to let that happen
1: what i was going to say too is Speaking to that thing about self-righteousness is, uh, you know, if you're a wheat and you grew up surrounded by other wheat, it was probably a lot easier for you. And that's great. Like, that's so wonderful. Like, I'm so glad that there are people who um, are able to to walk their Christian life with less stumbling blocks. That's good. I'm so glad mm-hmm. for them. Um, and I'm so proud of those who have walked a Christian life despite seeing weeds as far as the eye can see. Um, You know, there's, you know, Christ talks about how uh, the rich in their riches should, should be humble and the poor in their poverty should, should be confident in Christ, you know, humble in Christ and confident in Christ, uh, respectively. Um, you know, the wheat that's growing up around other wheat, you know, be, be grateful that you were able to do that. And the wheat that's growing up around weeds, um, you know, stay strong and be glad that it's, uh, you were chosen as a, as a wheat. Yeah. You know, so, um, Another thing about this parable is, uh, verse 27 it says, and the servants of the master of the house said to him, master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? You know, that's such a common doubt that you hear placed upon the church. Cause remember this parable is about the kingdom of heaven may be compared to, right? So, mm-hmm the doubt that's placed on the kingdom is, well, if this was really God's church, why are there so many hypocrites? Like, you know, why are there so many bad seeds? (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. And that's when, you know, the the owner of the field says, eh, let them grow together. Well, in the harvest, the right thing will go in the right place. Don't you worry about it. Um, Right. I think that's, again encouraging if uh if you're trying to be a christian and, and you feel like you wish you could have more of a community around yourself but you know just kind of r- corporate religion you could say is is just a huge turnoff or or the thought of corporate religion is a huge turnoff you know this parable speaks to that directly um you know the kingdom is going to have wheat good crop and it's going to have weeds which is bad crop. Um, it's it's just how humans are. Like humans are bad, and and other humans are good. And if you are going to a church, uh, you know, it's not all going to be wheat. Yeah. And the point is,
0: no is matter to where grow. you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. The point is, as and, and you can to find grow. wheat,
0: and yeah, and you can find wheat in, in strange places, places that you didn't expect <laughs> to, uh, to find wheat. Yeah. Um, and on, on 27 and 28, um, what I took from those personally is, is, is kind of like the, along the same thing as what you were saying, it, one of God's biggest criticism is, well, if he's so powerful, why would he let all these things happen? And, and um, you know, in this parable, the owner of the field replied that the enemy did this and it, it's, it's bothering how. Um, So many people can, especially people that consider themselves to be faithful, uh, can overlook the fact that uh, the story of Lucifer is a thing. Um, This is an angel who possesses free will, like us, and we're told that he plants seeds, Um, but we want to criticize God because he allows it to happen but yet we would never want to give up our free will. It, and it's it, it can be bothering how we don't know how to what we really want. Like, do you want the free will or do you not want the free will? Like, God could easily, because he's limitless, control everything. Um, but he allows things to happen the way that they do so that he doesn't impede on our free will.
1: Yeah, man, we could, I mean, y- you could do a whole podcast episode or two or three about, like, free will and how that interacts with you know god's will which is unresistible uh so you know are we are we predestined to our fate or or does god give us a chance but if god gives us a chance but knows what we're going to do is he really giving us a chance you know we you could again rabbit hole uh but you know this this is kind of a this parable is kind of a look you know the parables are not um metaphors right a parable and a metaphor are are slightly different um so it's not supposed to be able to like every single way able to be broken down and like oh this is exactly how it works but i do think this is somewhat of a of an insight into like how god views us you know Mm. if, if we truly had free will uh you know, we could be wheat and then turn into grapes and then maybe decide to be tomatoes for a day, you know, and then turn into a frog. Right. Like, <laughs> but as it is, we right. we're bound as, in the form of wheat or, or weeds. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that's that That could partially be taken the parable and like, you know, the parable is to tell us uh, to me is to tell a story. Right. And like that becomes pretty literal. You know what I mean? But the way I see free will. Right. Because God's all-knowing, so he knows everything, right? But, and I hate to compare it to, like, it's such a worldly movie, right? But, like, Avengers, where <laughs> Doctor Strange, if you've seen it, he's going through all uh-huh. the possible outcomes. <laughs> he knows them all. To me, that's that's what God's, like, he knows every possible outcome, um, and he knows which one you're, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, like, it can change. Like, you know what I mean?
1: I think it's... The way okay, I guess we're just making this podcast about free will that's fine uh we'll, we'll get to parables <laughs> later. Um, to me, the father right knows his children, his creation. if you think of a parent with a, a small child, you know put yourself in the parents' place or or if you even are a parent if you're listening uh, man, when you see your kid eyeball that that chocolate cake. On the edge of the table you know what's going to happen and you know how they're going to go about it (laughs) right like you can see oh they're about to try to do this so i'm gonna try to prevent it or or this will be funny let's see what happens (laughs) right um you know Mm -hmm. what your kid wants you know what they're going to go for you know what their capabilities are you learn their personality pretty quickly because you're around them all the time uh in the same more so in a way more than than a earthly father or mother understands their small child you know our heavenly father understands us our heart you know our intentions Um, we're just like that kid who who spots a piece of chocolate cake on the edge of a table um yeah god knows what we're going for he knows our goals even when we forget our own motivations. Sometimes, you know, we get stuck in the world. We get stuck in our, you know, job. or stuck in, um, you know, bad habits or whatever. Um, God sees the big picture because He's all knowing. He sees the future. He knows the past. He knows our present struggles, um, and so He He gives us free will, but He just knows us so well. You know, we are His creation. I. I have reason to believe he he forms our souls individually, purposefully. And that's what, mm-hmm. you know, part of what gives us our personality and character. Um, and. Uh, and so in the sense that he knows everything and, and he has. Unstoppable will, you know, he also gives us that freedom to, to choose things. He just knows what we're about to do.
0: Right. Um I've I just have two more verses on on free will and then if you want we can move on to the next parable. <laughs> okay.
1: Well actually uh okay. so this parable is explained um a few verses later so I do want to read that cuz reading Christ's explanation of his own words I think is uh very important. <laughs> but but yeah.
0: Right. Okay, so Deuteronomy Deuteron- always messes this up. Deuteronomy me 30:19. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I've set you before life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live. And then if you go to Romans 6:23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Um, and those were both out of the ESV. So like we all, well, not, I shouldn't say we all, but, um, it's commonly known that sin is death to live. Holy is life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, in those verses, and there's a lot that are similar, but it's saying like you, you have the choice to pick between life and death. Now, whether that's talking on the eternal, I think it's talking a little bit on the eternal and the worldly point of view, you know, um, maybe not so much the worldly, more the eternal. Cause we know there can be really good people that die early. You know what I mean? But, Mm-hmm. um we do know that there's sins that you can indulge in on earth that will also kill you early so um but that's that's kind of like free will to me it's like you have the ability to choose to be holy which will grant you life and you have the ability to choose to sin which will grant you death
1: something squirrels can't do which is what makes us special right <laughs> uh, okay so um in Matthew chapter 13. We just read 24 through 30 for that parable. Um, mm-hmm. So then he, he tells another parable about the mustard seed and then another one about uh, leaven. Um, and then in verse 36, he explains himself. Thanks, Jesus. So <laughs> we're going to read that. Uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 36. Then he left the crowds. And went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The son of man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth and the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear.
0: Yeah. Thoughts. I mean, I mean, he's pretty, uh, to me, I, sometimes I don't understand why the disciples didn't understand them. Cause, uh, <laughs> You know when I'm reading this, because I was reading along as you were saying it. It just, you know, he's explaining a parable that kind of already made sense, and it makes even more sense. Um, I mean, I always find I, it might be a little off topic, but I always find the the descriptions of hell uh, pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Doesn't sound like a fun place, um, but yeah, to me, it's pretty pretty self-explanatory. What about you?
1: Yeah, man. I, uh, that part about hell at the end there for sure is like, he's, he's doubling down. Yeah. He's kind of focused on, on the wheat in the parable itself, but then in the explanation, he's like, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be a weed. (laughs) Uh, you know where they go and it's no good. Um, and, uh, All right, I hate
0: to do it go ahead I hate to, I hate to do it but back no, to hit me back to free will right okay here we go so like <laughs> this is like you know it kind of um makes it seem as if there's a choice between being a weed and and a wheat, you know because mm-hmm. that would kind of suck if he's just like well you're a weed and that's it and then he said the the devil, the devil. and the enemy who sows them is the devil um so sows how do you say that? So, so, yeah. So, so okay. Um, like I don't think, uh, because we can we can flee from the devil. You know what I mean? We can flee uh-huh. from sin. We can flee from the seeds he's planted. So I feel like we only become a weed if we allow ourselves to be a weed. Like the devil planted the seed. Are you watering that seed? You know, the devil put that weed seed there. Um, <laughs> the weed are seed. you indulging in it? You know what I mean?
1: Don't indulge the weed seed.
0: Yeah, don't yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, man. Uh yeah, so there's definitely two sides of that. Like, so Christ says, um, let's see, where's it at? So verse 41. Uh, and it Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers. You know, to be a weed. You are in the way of the kingdom. And so, if you, as a person, an individual, in your mind, in your heart, recognize that you are in the way of the kingdom. You are not in the kingdom. You are out here trying to get people who you know are good to do bad things with you because you think it's more fun, or whatever, um, you you should just stop. <laughs> and uh, yeah. be careful, because you know what you're doing. Like, yeah. in America, Christianity is the most common thing. Um, like, almost no one in this country like has missed out on the fact that Jesus came, uh, walked on the earth as the incarnation of God, uh, gave himself for our sins on the cross, and that we can join in that resurrected life through baptism uh, to, our, to our forgiveness and then to eventually join God in heaven after living faithfully. Um, mm mm-hmm that information is common and so especially in this country if you if you find yourself in the in the way of that if you find yourself to be an obstacle to that message um you're not ignorant of the fate of those who are in the way of the kingdom (sighs) um not that it's my place or our place as Christians to to judge people like that. We're supposed to, we're supposed to be busy growing. I, I believe we're supposed to be in the business of um, growing and, and spreading good seed, not in, in the business of burning weeds, but also, you right.
0: Know. Yeah. I mean, it's not our place, but I don't know if I entirely agree. I guess I could say that, that, um, that just because you know of Jesus and that you live in America, you know what you're doing. Uh, I think it's possible, um, that you could have been raised in such a way or, uh, that you weren't educated enough in what the word actually says that you, some stuff you definitely know what you're doing. Cause it's laws that apply. You know, it's part of that Bible that transcends in the regular life. Like, you know, don't steal, don't kill, don't, you know, do stuff uh-huh. like that. But, um, all sin, uh, unless you read, cause I, I read, uh, I haven't read at all. Um, but I try to get in the Bible every day and I'm still convinced that I don't know what all sin is yet. Um, so I don't think that someone that isn't actively trying to learn or has learned the full word, um, would completely know what all sin is. You know what I mean? Sure, but
1: my thing is just if, uh, if you know about the church and and you're not in it, like you know what the church is saying about you. Uh is that either you're you're a wheat with a a fate or weed? Sorry, wheat with fate or weed with fate. Um, and I would just say that's scary. I mean, that's that's what convinced me to be a Christian is that I didn't want to go to hell. <laughs> and i think if uh, if yeah. people like t- really take that seriously like man like you know i i know this is real or i've heard this is real um what if it is you know maybe i should look into that uh if my fate is going to be burning forever in infinite pain and darkness with no hope uh how do i not have that be my final chapter um
0: right
1: yeah it's like scary that's really scary for me um
0: yeah for me too but uh for some like what i've noticed especially in today's age where people just don't they don't care um so like if they don't believe in hell or like they don't care enough about what the bible says um the idea of just going to hell, I feel like is becoming less and less common into persuading people. And I think actually nowadays it does the opposite is if you tell someone that they're going to go to hell for what they're doing, that will actually dissuade them. Um, I think as evangelists and ambassadors in Christ, uh, we should understand that everyone has a unique way to Christ. Um, like, for instance, the people that were religious around me when I was young, um, whether it be my dad or whoever, um, I always knew, I always knew what would, what would get you in hell. Like, th- at least the stuff that I was doing, I knew that some of the stuff I was doing would definitely send me to hell. Um, but I was young and I was stubborn and I didn't care. It took experience in, in meeting people that, uh, set an example or showed me different kinds of, of ways to understand that what I was doing was wrong and not just the idea of going to hell. Like that worked for you and, and partially it worked for me at a point Like there was a point where I'm like, Oh, if I don't stop what I'm doing, this is going to be my fate. Uh, I just don't know if that approach would work or be productive for everyone. You know what I mean?
1: fully believe that you have to come up upon that understanding on your own um and that's what i was saying i wasn't trying to like condemn anybody but just like it, the faster on your own as an individual you can come up upon that realization like oh shoot i'm i'm on the wrong path and that path is gonna be rough if i get to the end of it yeah uh, as soon as as an individual in your own heart you know in a kind of convicted way um you come up that's a really convicting uh thought or fear or
0: uh realization yeah because uh yeah the descriptions of hell in the bible aren't 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 fun um blazing furnace i don't know about you not a huge fan of the heat so uh that one don't work for me and then weeping doesn't sound fun and neither does gnashing of the teeth Um, there's some other descriptions in the Bible that also don't sound too fun. So, um, I think the scariest one, I think like when you become spiritual, this is the one that is the most scary is when hell was described as a complete absence of God. Like there's nothing. And and, and that's like, you've now passed that threshold of redemption, um, You know, you didn't repent, you didn't accept, uh, sacrifice. And and now you've, you've passed the point where you can't and you have to live, not live. You have to die for eternity in the absence of God. I'm like, now that I'm spiritual and I'm getting into it and I would consider myself, uh, you know, a true believer. Now I'm like, that'd be, that'd be terrible. You know,
1: we, we take forgiveness for granted like so much because we yeah. we expect it i mean it, it in the way that people act in their lives um there's even that phrase uh, you know I, i'd rather ask for forgiveness than for permission which i i hate that <laughs> that phrase uh you know people are so like it's like that's like part of what entitlement is you know you mm-hmm. you feel like oh i can do whatever and and people will just forgive me they'll have to forgive me what are they going to do you know Reaching a
0: right.
1: an existence or a unexistence or whatever you want to call it, where forgiveness is is never an option ever again, is like is like. Can you imagine it? I I don't know. Can you? I hope not. Right. I'm sure you might have bad dreams after that. But to happier things in verse forty three of this, right. you know, he God gives a, a shout out. He says, uh, "Then the righteous will shine like the sun." In the kingdom of their father, you know, uh, being princes in the in the kingdom of the most powerful king is is what it'll be like. You know, we will be the adopted heirs of light, the the sons of life. You know, it's going to be you know we're going to inherit you know infinite glory. You know, these are all things that, like, you know, if we if we lived in the Middle Ages and uh, people were going to war on horseback all the time, we might get this a little bit better. But, you know, seeking glory on the battlefield, you know, used to be a big deal. But, you know, how do you get glory now? Um, you, you get a nice bonus from your job, maybe? <laughs> oh, I, I got a yeah. 38 cent pay raise this year for my review.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, like, glory
1: is, like, such a... Th- I, I would... I would love to achieve glory given by the creator of all reality. (laughs) Like as much as hell seems terrible being, being given heaven as an inheritance, as a promise is like, like makes me tear it up when I think about it. It's like, wow, that's what I want.
0: Right. I think, uh, I think glory can come to us in a lot of ways, right? And through Scripture, like, you're not supposed to seek it. Um, Like, you're not... Not that you're not supposed to seek glory, but you're not supposed to do things in order to receive glory. Like, you're supposed to do things out of the kindness of your heart. Um, But I think, for me, I can't speak for all Christians, but I think what should bring us glory is... Um, when you follow the word and you do kind things and you give and you help and you love and you change, um, you adapt, you know, Overcome. if you can turn a, yeah, if you can turn a weed into wheat, if you can be someone that aided in that process, if you planted a new wheat, um, not that maybe, don't nothing that you can, but you get what I mean? Like, yeah, have kids, someone that was just kind of like, well, no, I was kind of talking more like someone that was in limbo, which I guess they'd be like a weed, but like someone that was like, just kind of didn't know where to go. And you brought them, you're like, Hey, and you showed them the message of Christ. And, and now that now they're a believer because you showed them. And like I said, if you, if you seek that from the things you do, um, you're not supposed to do that selfishly, but like you to get the glory from that, um that's some of the most rewarding stuff. Um even like if you're just fellow like two spiritual people fellowshipping and you're just talking and um like a, a revelation is had and maybe not maybe not a revelation. What's that word where like like a light bulb in your head, like ping, like oh <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, like that happens like while you're fellowshipping and they're like, oh, you know, this is what I'm doing wrong. And, and you help improve one another through fellowship. Like there's a lot of glory received from that in the worldly sense. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Let me read. Um, this is first Timothy chapter six, verse uh, we'll start in 17. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good. And that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. You know, we're, we're told to, uh, lay up treasure in heaven, not treasure on earth. Um, and all those things, you know, that we gain glory from our father, gain glory, spiritual kind of glory. Um, you know, we'll, we'll reap that in heaven. Um. Thanks to, you know, God's grace that he, uh, even has that in store for us. Like, why, why did he even do that for us? We don't even matter. He just made us and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you lots of good stuff. If you, if you just love me, it's like, oh, okay. Thanks, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. He's just doing that out of, out of his infinite love for his, his
0: creation. Yeah. The ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, even the people that don't love him, which, you know, they might not like to hear this, but it's, you know, it's in the book. So it's the truth. Um, the gift of life, like you were given the gift of life. You were saved. Um, given a chance. You were given a chance. So even if you don't love God, you were just still gifted. You know what I mean?
1: Every day. Um, yeah. So I I had two worries when we started this podcast, Uh, one that I wouldn't have enough to talk about uh, or two that I would talk way too much. And we've only done one parable and it's been 45 minutes.
0: (laughs) Right. Um, I was thinking we could stop this and then start another recording and pick up and keep that for another episode. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Mike, for being on the first part of the parable series. The parable series was something that caught me pleasantly by surprise. I enjoyed that talking about the parable provided so much dialogue and even led to some great side topics. With the parable series, the plan is to do one parable per episode, leaving time for discussion on the parable and whatever else may be brought up. Since there are plenty of parables in the Word, this will be a great opportunity to bring multiple people on to speak I want to end the episode with a quick monologue on the parable of the weeds. Jesus, of course, did a great job explaining his parable, but after further research, I found some things on how this parable may have made more sense to the original audience. In this time and setting, if one farmer wanted to sabotage another, it wasn't unlikely for them to sow a weed called bearded darnel into their wheat. Bearded darnel is a weed that looks almost identical to wheat, as they grow and mature is when the differences will be able to be noticed. Bearded Darnell is a poisonous weed and has the capability of killing a person. As Mike read during the episode, Matthew thirteen thirty-eight, the field is the world and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one. So even in an initial understanding, the parable makes sense. The fact that the weeds spoke about could very possibly be bearded Darnell, a poisonous weed that can kill you. And we know the weeds are the people of the evil one, people lying with the devil, lying with sin. With that, we'll look at Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The acceptance that the wheat is growing with the weeds is important. If you're worried about the weeds, try to remember this. Until the day of Christ's judgment, The wheat and the weeds are growing together at the same time. Something that could bring us comfort in this parable is that at the time of the harvest, at Judgment Day, the reapers will come out on the field. Reapers that the master of the field trust to differentiate between the wheat and the weeds. And that the wheat has been growing all this time with the deeply rooted weeds will bring an abundant harvest. Matthew 13.30 said, let both grow together. As Mike mentioned, you don't see the wheat complaining that they are growing next to weeds. So we can ask ourselves, where have we been rooted by God? Do not withdraw. Christ sows his wheat and his rival will purposely come along and sow weeds where Christ sowed his wheat. We may not be excited to be planted where we were, but since we need to grow, since we are wheat, why not bloom where we've been planted? St. Augustine was under the impression that those who are weeds may be wheat tomorrow. Through the mercy of God, we can all grow together. I appreciate anyone who's been listening. If you'd like to engage, I'd encourage you to join the Modern On Discord or follow the Instagram. Links will be attached in the description. Modern On also has a TikTok that I plan to eventually upload shorts to and hopefully engage with more listeners. Everyone involved with Modern Anavaw is grateful to put this stuff out for you to listen to. As I, as always, I encourage you to form your personal relationship with God. And we are human, so it's always a good idea to read along or do research yourself after the episodes. As we are told in 1 John 4, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. If you are willing and you hear something on the podcast that you question or may not exactly agree with, please reach out on social media so we can fellowship and figure things out together. That goes right back to Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Thanks everyone, and God bless.